Good evening, everybody. We're going to be on tonight with a couple of people. We got Conrad Ganson going to be talking about a new project that he's got coming into the season this year. And then later, John Bernstad's going to come in and talk about why he loves so much being a judge and uh, <laughs> when he's actually going to come back and uh, be driving with us. So we'll wait for Tony to jump in and join. And then hopefully Conroy sees this and uh, does a request to join as well. But weather's nice. This weekend we got FD coming up. So do your predictions, throw them in here, and uh, let's see how you make out for next week. We'll try to write them down and remember. Wait for, wait for Tony to get in here. Just on two, there we are. There we go. How's things going today? Not too bad. John, how are you guys doing? Excellent, excellent. We'll wait for Conroy to uh, jump on. I know he got off work early and uh, probably getting situated out in the grass to show us his new project that he released. Not time yeah. off for good behavior for that guy or something or like that? I think so. <laughs> I think so. He got off work early just to chat with us. So that's pretty interesting. Um, obviously, you saw his uh, reveal on his Instagram. What do you think about his new four-door project? So, I mean, where to start? A Mazda 6. It's nice to see that it's not a Mazda 3. I know they've been uh, they're the number one removers of S chassis from the road. So it's really nice to see it's a Mazda 6. Uh, I think it's going to be phenomenal, man. Uh, Four-door rotary powered. Like, if you talk about, like, an experience to give someone that maybe doesn't know anything about drifting or something like that, just happens to, you know, run into our show or something like that, to throw them in uh, with the Madman Conroy inside of a four-seater rotary-powered machine. I think that's going to be an assault on the senses, for lack of a better term. And, man, just blown away so far from what we've seen. I can't wait to see it done and see it at the events. All right. Well, Conroy just jumped in here, so we'll see. He should be loading up here right away. We'll ask him why he decided that, that was the way to go. N nice new shirt there, Conroy. Hey. I'm impressed. I got, hey. got a wrap, you know? I know. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you a brief introduction for anybody who may not know you. They haven't uh, seen you uh, maybe driving in the last couple of years. But this is Conroy Ganson. I guess our first uh, drift inductee into the Western Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame. That's, uh, that's a pretty good, uh, I guess, it's a title to have. Big landmark for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... We saw you release on April 1st the uh, four-door chassis. Um, I guess give us a reason as to why um, why I have you, uh, why pick a Mazda 6 and why pick it to be rotary powered. And thanks to uh, Derek for always watching and tuning in. <laughs> right on. Well, I think, uh, I think the biggest reason we went that route was um, – I let some guy come over, we stand around, we talk about what would be cool and what we need to do next. And uh, next thing you know, we need to build a taxi for the drift season and for the series. So then you start thinking, okay, well, I've got a bunch of old cars. I have a 76 Mazda station wagon. And I just didn't really want to build an antique into that. Uh, Mad Mike already did that. And uh, you know, we can't go out and buy a brand new Mazda. So we had to find something that's pretty modern, but we wanted it to look like a true drift car and be in the spirit of a true drift car. So we wanted to find something with a rear diff. 
And then uh, stars just aligned. My friend John was at the house one day, and I'm like, hey, what's modern? Has a rear diff. He goes, my Mazda Speed 6. You can have it. And I'm like, perfect. That's the start. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, you know, after yeah. that, the rotary has to come. It just has to be from us. And, uh, you know, then, uh, then the project kind of snowballed, and here we are halfway done and a couple months to go and a lot of work still. <laughs> All right. All right. So, okay. So this is kind of, we, we have a very um, loose interpretation of the rules and uh, you know, as long as nobody protests, I think it'll be fine. So obviously it's not the uh, Mazda speed six. Um, only the cab portion is, why don't you give us a little bit about what it all took to make this thing into reality? Well, we uh, we went into this thinking we could make this a, a real legal car, you know, subframes, the whole nine yards, um, until we really started looking at it all. And being that a Mazda 6, it starts life as a front-wheel drive, uh, transverse motor, everything's just in the wrong spot. And custom building suspension from scratch is even farther outside my wheelhouse than what we ended up doing. And I had this yellow RX-8 sitting beside it, and we started comparing wheelbases and widths, and arguably the wheelbase and the width is virtually identical, and then kind of snowballed from there. So what we ended up doing is basically taking about four feet of the front frame and about four feet of the back frame and blending it into the Mazda Speed 6. And so we have nice, easy suspension to work with, uh, relatively common, fairly strong, and so we have essentially an RX-8 driveline pinned underneath a Mazda Speed 6 for full rear-wheel drive. The rotary engine just simply bolts in now, and there's no, no confusion or hard way to have to do it. It just bolts right in. Okay. We saw some pictures, and we saw this um, bolt right in. And it looks like most of the motor is between you and the passenger. So... It, it does look... <laughs> that way <laughs> the motor basically sits in in the uh in the firewall which is very similar to chris forsberg's uh nissan altima just with these cab forward design just not a lot of room in the engine bay i guess sort of where the uh, front strut towers end up is that right well yeah so sort of what you're saying there but the um you know the rx8 and rx7s are all mid-engine cars have been since the 80s and so the engine is behind the struts on cars like the Chris Forsberg's Altima and this Mazda Speed 6. Uh, the struts are way back towards the firewall because they stretch the cab without stretching the wheelbase. And so on an RX-8, there's about 12, 13 inches between the wheel and the front of the door. On the Mazda Speed 6, there's about two which makes the perspective of where the engine sits about 10 inches farther back into the driver's compartment. And, uh, but it's, it's literally in exactly the same spot compared to the wheels as an RX-8. So that part of it is factory stock. Uh, mm -hmm. But yes, the motor is very far back as far as the Mazda Speed 6 goes. Uh, once the windshield is put in and the windshield wipers go on and the cover goes over there, you pretty much won't be able to see the motor. And so there'll be a great big four foot hole under the hood that you can use for your picnic basket. Right, and I guess that's a good spot for your uh, intercooler and uh, radiator, anything else you might wanna put up front there, but 
So I guess the exhaust uh, side is on the passenger side for That's this cool. one. Yeah. So definitely your, your passenger is going to be warm. Uh, there's no chance of them getting, uh, you know, any cooling problems. They should be able to uh, hear the rotary fairly well. So this will be the absolute um, uh, sensory overload, I think, riding in this car. Yeah, it, it should be really interesting. I think it'll be a little bit interesting to try to drive too, because uh, that nose is going to stick out a long way past the front wheels compared to the car <laughs> we're used to. And uh, we'll be sitting a lot closer to those front wheels than we're used to. So the swing of the car will be unique. Um, it'll feel totally different than anything we've ever driven before. Um, it'll sound right, but that's about it. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, before we wrap up on the uh, four-door thing, I guess we got to give a good shout out to um, Yellow Speed Racing. They heard about the project. We approached them and they were all down for it. So they've, they're helping us out, obviously, with uh, suspension, some cool trick things that we're not going to necessarily uh, uh, talk about yet. Um, and then also we got NRG that's going to jump on, uh, providing harnesses and seats. Hopefully those arrive shortly so that we can get those in. Uh, you got Fortune Auto Design, which is also helping out with the unique body kit. Um, any other partners that sort of jumped in and, and made it all possible? Well, it's that, that guy that originally came to the shop. Uh, Spec D is definitely uh, pushing for this to happen and Zestino Tires. So hopefully the tire bill doesn't get too high during this whole process and uh, it should be a lot of fun. I think it'll be great. All right, so obviously you've been around drifting. I think, well, probably since before I was even involved in drifting. Why don't you give us a sh short history of drifting in Alberta since you were there right at the start of it. I'll let you sort of go and give these, uh, you know, I don't even know if Tony was, we definitely weren't shaving yet, Tony. Tony so. yeah. <laughs> I don't know when drifting started it here. So give a little bit about, uh, you know, where it started. I know you drove at the Indy um, and just had a, had a good time. You drove with Forsberg, Von Gittin Jr. before they were Chris Forsberg and Von Gittin Jr. really. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, we did a demo at the Edmonton Indy and I believe uh, Ryan Turek, uh, Tony Angelo, Chris Forsberg uh, were all up there. There's the four of them at least that was uh, there that day. And uh, that would have been 2006, I believe. So we did a, a couple small drift demos and drift things before that happened. That was kind of done in an attempt to make something happen and grow some stuff with drifting. Um, There's two or three groups of guys that have, had done some stuff, some Calgary guys and some local Edmonton guys. Um, DMCC from out east came up for a couple of years and did some stuff and uh, yeah like drifting you know kind of started out we were doing uh, right hand drive imports back then and uh, you know drifted a stock GTR for a while which would make people cringe now because they're worth too much right right uh, drifted a rear wheel drive GTST for a year or so which nobody even remembers because it was so long ago <laughs> and took off with the <laughs> Stuff, right and uh yeah it's, it's been been a lot of fun i do the road racing a fair bit do the drifting a fair bit and it's just kind of grown and grown and now uh it is what it is here and there's quite a lot of quite a lot of talent out there these days scared to come back and drive around well i guess 
It'll be interesting to see. Uh, definitely it's the first one. I, I was looking it up. I tried finding anything, uh, Mazda's Speed 6, Drift Car, anything, and I haven't seen one yet. So I think definitely you're the first one. I mean, Googled it, looked it up on Facebook, tried to find it on YouTube. There was definitely none around. So this will be the first one. And if it's not the first Mazda Speed 6, it's definitely one with hacked in uh, RX-8 subframes. And then also with the 13B out of the FDRX-7, I would assume. Yep. Um, you talk about uh, drifting the Skylines and the GTSTs and saying that people would cringe. But I mean, over the years, how many uh, FD chassis that are worth a fortune now um, have we, you know, wrecked, written off, or maybe we saved them from being written off, I guess, turning them into race cars. Yeah, it's, um, it's a hard one to look at. Um, you know, way back in the day, I didn't even know what I was doing. I bought an RX3 coupe out of a wrecking yard for a few hundred bucks, turned it into a quotes unquote race car and, you know, drove it for many, many years, totaled it. Now guys are like, what are you doing? You know, these things are worth crazy. And <laughs> you've had a couple FDs and Actually, most of them have been mine. And one time you got the white one there too. Right. And people cringe watching the FDs go around too. But, you know, um, once they're totaled in Alberta by the motor vehicles, what else are you going to do with them, right? And uh, so they make terrific race cars. There it's you like go. a conservation so, effort. That's right. We're saving them. We're, we're giving them a second life, I guess. That's, that's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, Tony has some rapid fire questions. I'll get him to ask you. This will go back to some of your competition days and then we'll touch on, uh, you know, the multiple licenses that you've won throughout the series, uh, basically through all of them when we were giving out FD licenses. All right, Tony, I'll give it to you. So I was going to say, before I start the rapid fire questions, I have, you know, just fun little bit. So on the Mazda, you know, six plus eight, does that make it a Mazda 14 or do you make it a new Mazda two? That's big semantics. You guys take a while to think about that, but I need to know what to introduce it as. <laughs> and um, going back all the way to 2006, the show with Ryan Terry Fawn getting Chris Forsberg. I was actually at that show at a high school. I think I skipped or something to come watch on the Friday. And that's the first time I remember hearing the name Connor again. So that's kind of cool. Um, then I came around 2010, got, haven't gotten rid of me since. And I've uh, seen you do a few things in that time. <laughs> um, all right. So these are going to be rapid fire questions. We do this each week. The idea here is to clear brain and just answer the first thing that comes up. So this is really unfortunate for you because you got about like, I don't know, 40 years of things to think about <laughs> in like 10 seconds or less each go. So we're going to start this off with the fun one. Uh, most expensive part you've ever broken. Um, I I crashed an RX-7 into a retaining wall at Stratotech at about 90 miles an hour. So that was pretty much the car. <laughs> okay, perfect. perfect. <laughs> I think that wins the award for most expensive heartbroken answers so far. <laughs> um, and I guess that would probably be the same answer for most expensive parts. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look now today, I'll, I'll give you some context. A nice, clean FDRX-7 is going for about 60000 U.S. <laughs> So that, that's Don't probably the most expensive part car totaled in our series, yeah. I think so. Um, we have, of course, dream car and dream motor setup. Oh, oh man, got to be uh, careful with that one because not too sure as we get older here, it's a rotary anymore. But uh, 
Can't say that out loud ever, no matter what. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess a acquirable dream car. Uh, we had a, a BMW M Roadster at one point. I would love to get a brand new MZ and just be old and cruise with the top down. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, just turn on and go. Right. Sweet. <laughs> um, dream battle. If you ever had to battle anybody in the world, who would you like to go up against? Be it racing or drifting. Who would Who would you love to race or drift against? Uh, we used to talk a lot about uh, road racing. Um, oh, and now I've lost his name uh, from Japan. There he used to do all the toge stuff. Um, Lee and I used to joke about it all the time. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, like I, I would like to have maybe road raced up against or time attacked up against some of the classic Japanese guys back in the day. They have all retired now too. So those days are, are probably gone. <laughs> yeah. um, now that they're kind of resurrecting the uh, time attacks at Stratotech, it's like, hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Better go We're get, a, for it. Better get a lap record out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one's going to be a fun one. And I have a guess at the answer. I'm not going to say. But if you had an easiest battle over the years, drift battle, easiest drift battle, and if you couldn't say Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no easy battle. Even when you, like with our RX-7s especially, they, they have so much speed. It's really hard to follow some of the slower cars you know you watch this stuff online uh with the pro guys and the slowest cars are blisteringly fast our level of speed has always been over the years everybody's included nobody gets you know taken not to come out and play so you know the easiest battles really are the guys that are equal to you you know so um one battle that i really enjoyed for whatever reason uh aaron day racing in calgary at the oval track with lightning mcqueen 2010 DMCC round four. Somewhere right in around there, yeah. Think. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome. That's a that's an awesome battle. Actually, I can think of it too now. Great green car for MD, of course, Lightning McQueen. Rain had think just started coming down or but threatened. Had rain that day some for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Um, so if you had a favorite driver in the world, drifter, race car driver. Favorite driver. Man, tough questions here, you know. And you can't say my sure. my wife put <laughs> answers in the background, confusing me even more. Uh, can you write can in? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a really tough one, you know. With uh, with Ken Block's passing, I mean, you got to look at him as one of the top guys ever. You know, the stunt driver. Stunt driving for me is. I haven't done any really around here where you can see it, but it's kind of where I started life um, before cameras and before the internet, you could go out in the country and do things that people just can't do these days. And uh, we spent countless hours stunt driving in the country when, when I was 16 and perfecting 360s on a single lane road and not ever getting out of your road, your lane and, you know, stuff like that is just things that you just can't even dream of doing anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, guy like Ken Block is definitely way up there. I think, I, I think that's a really great answer. And yeah, like, uh, I think big, massive respect to Ken's, obviously. 
Um, so follow-up question, I always like to ask two with this one. Uh, local driver that inspires you, someone that uh, you look up to, someone that you look at and it's like, hey, that, that guy's doing an awesome job. Well, Tony, of course. Oh, can't be me two weeks in a row, and you can't say Sean either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, I'm going to give a shout-out to John Bernstadt. The guy gives it 110% every time. Um, there's a reason they call him Mr. Excitement and uh, he's not afraid to throw that thing in three times harder than it should go and somehow most often comes out the other end. It's amazing. <laughs> Fair enough. But then finally we got the last two there. We got uh, bucket list event and bucket list track. Uh, you know, deep down inside uh, that uh, world time attack is still this way up there. Mm -hmm. Still way up there. Yeah. That'd be really enough. Australia, I think, usually, right? It has been the last while. I think pretty much all the time, maybe. But, yeah, definitely. Wrap it up. Fit, bucket list track. If you could drive any track in the world. I guess I got to go to Laguna Sega. Do some laps out there at some point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> do the yeah. Car, you know? Um, Hopefully you know, get the BMW Z4 down there someday, the new Z Roadster. And that's, uh, that's how Conrad gets to do it. <laughs> with the, the top-down, just do the cruise, right? Yeah, top-down. <laughs> Man, and I, I thought you'd have, like, seven stock in there. I thought you'd have... Uh... I've been there, done that. Nobody even remembered. <laughs> so what are they at? Seven stock 23 or something now? Yeah. I, I went to seven stock seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, geez, I haven't been to one. I really want to go, but you know, I, I unfortunately, just so maybe we'll keep talking. We'll make one happen one of these years. See, it'd be good, right? We could do something like that. We'll, we'll take, take, um, take the taxi down the back of the trailer. All right. So you said you got lots of work left on the taxi. What's your uh, sort of goal? What are we going to hold you to here oh, on the internet? Well, well, you know, um, short of the other work that needs done. <clears throat> There's, uh, I think it needs to be painted within about five weeks and then two weeks of plumbing and kind of buttoning up all the little things. And then hopefully all the suspension and everything's here for the last week. And then about three minutes of practice before we get there on June 10. See, so that's not bad, right? Oh, I know bad. a lot of guys stress about <laughs> it and they, and they worry about the motor, but like, I know for a fact that, you know, Conroy has done a complete rebuild and swap of a motor in about 36 hours for somebody who went to go down to the U.S. So, I mean, hey, it is doable. I know that you got them just sort of lined up. I wish you were in your shop so you could show us the stacks and stacks and <laughs> stacks of rotary housings and, and all the uh, all of my broken things that I bring to you over the winter. So, I mean, I know that I'm in there and I got my uh, I'm in the queue to get a car ready hopefully before June 10th as well, but hey. Yeah, no, that's, um, it's a doable timeline, but not a whole lot of things can go sideways in that time frame for sure. I guess we could always just throw that three rotor into that and make it really exciting. Yeah, yeah, there's an idea. There's one there. Went down and ordered the paint today, so the paint color is kind of all picked out and kind of ready to go, so. All right. Uh, did you want to share what you're doing for uh, angle kids, sort of some stuff like that? Well, it's, uh, if all goes uh, the way it's supposed to go, the WiseFab kit is ordered and ready to go. We're going to do WiseFab front and rear on the car. And uh, 
that should make the front wheels fit in the wide body almost perfect with a normal wheel. And then uh, it looks like Dave's going to sell me the CCWs back so we can go right back to the old yellow car and uh, roll on the CCWs and uh, should look pretty good. Big stretch, big wheels, um, wide body kit on a Mazda 6. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good thing. I, that's sort of been one of, one of my goals is to have a four-door car. And like I said, when we were talking in your garage and then one thing turned into another and now we have, you know, a one-of-a-kind four-door uh, rotary car. And, and what we really like about this chassis, and I think that's sort of what, what really uh, made us take it, was the room inside the cabin. You want it to have something that's big enough to fit four full-size people in it so that, uh, you know, you can give – give three ride-alongs at the same time with, uh, with room to spare. And uh, I guess also a shout out to you, you did all the cage work and now the cage work is all done. How does the fitment inside the uh, car still look with the seat in the back? It's pretty good. I mean, uh, it is still a small-ish car. Um, it's, not, it's not a great big luxury sedan, but um, the back seat, you know, should fit, should fit six foot, six foot two potentially. And uh, if there's some some big, big guys or, or girls, we have to throw them in the front seat and then it uh, should be all right. Should be pretty good. Excellent. And then uh, when you did place the rear seats together, they are fairly tight together still or how's it look? Yeah, the way the, way the, uh, the modern cars are RX-8s the same as this. They have um, kind of a saddlebag fuel tank that goes underneath the frame in front of the back wheels. And what that does is kind of really screws it up for seats because they end up basically just putting a cushion on top of the gas tank and boom, there's your seat. And so when you try to put an actual chair in there, it ends up going way too high. So we have to drop the chair, basically recess it into the frame rail. But at that point, the frame rails are pinching out and coming in around by the struts. And so the seats are going to be shoulder to shoulder in the middle at the back, and they'll have a little bit of extra space on the outside of the car, but it'll go, it'll work. It'll go to work. I like that. Well, <laughs> I, thanks for jumping on. Uh, if you got anybody you want to give a shout out to, any partners that you want to, you know, if you want to make a plea for help uh, to come out and help finish this thing or paint it, by all means, now's your time to do it before we let you go. Well, there definitely will be a call to the Lang shop and we'll see if we can convince him to let that paint booth get yellow again. Uh, it's been a few years since it turned yellow, so we'll see if we can make it turn yellow once more. And uh, if not that, all my friends that uh, are helping out, uh, we'll be calling you again, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. I know Dave's been down helping you out and, and doing stuff. So, I mean, definitely uh, appreciate him. And uh, especially getting the CCWs back, those things have been, been at least they stayed in the drift community fairly well. I've owned them at one point. Um, <laughs> so they've kind of been around. We, we've, they stay within our small group. Yeah. When we did the um, roll cage on your latest yellow fd it's green now is it i don't even remember what color it is now that's that but, destroyed yellow look come on whatever anyway <laughs> when we built the cage in that thing uh aaron day built a cage in his rx8 and carter built a cage in his rx8 and we all did them together the three cars and those two guys both came out put in a couple days on the cage on the mass speed six and it just flew it was it went really smooth really well built and it was awesome thank you guys excellent Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for jumping on. I mean, I know it's uh, getting late and I think we got uh, um, 
John getting ready to jump in here. So we'll let you go. You just click the exit or the little cross and you're out of there. Thanks for jumping on, Conrad. All right, Sean. Have a great evening. Yeah, you bet. See you at a, whatever the first other event is there. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear me before you see me. There you go. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys again soon. See you guys. There we go. All, All right. right. So I know John, I talked to him a little bit earlier. So now's your time to request to join in John. We want to pick his brain about judging some of his favorite battles, you know, all the good things that makes him so excited to judge drifting. But while we wait for John to jump in or request to join, uh, what's your predictions for this weekend, Tony? We got FD coming well, up. I will tell you this much in full confidence that I think uh, everything position two and downwards is up for play. I think that's going to be the most exciting battle. I got James Dean all the way, probably no issues. Um, brand new car, brand new test for him. But everything I've seen thus far, yeah, I think it's a game for P2. And especially if it wasn't Long Beach, maybe. But because it's Long Beach and he likes that track, I think it's P2 or, or best. <laughs> Mr. Bernstad. Hey, how's it going? Excellent. Long Why don't you give yourself a caller? Yeah, give yourself a quick introduction for those who uh, may not know you, and then uh, we'll carry on with the rest of this uh, disaster we call uh, weekly interviews. Rotary support group. My name's John Bernstead. I uh, obviously uh, I used to uh, mess around with some cars and did some stuff on the streets, and then we built a really fast rotary Corolla. And things got a little too hairy Larry for the streets and then moved to Edmonton and discovered this amazing thing called Spec D and Thursday night practices. So started going out to that and that was kind of just a big introduction to all of you guys. And I was like, this is absolutely amazing. I will spend my entire money, all my money and my entire inheritance on this and let's do it. And did that for a while, drifted. I don't know, competed in the Pro-Am series and, I don't know, crashed a bunch of cars, crashed a bunch of Sean's cars, and <laughs> next thing you know, you ran out of money and now you're judging. <laughs> Those who can't compete, now judge, I guess. <laughs> well, hey, big shout-out to uh, Chad Sager, who we need to get on, and yeah, uh, shout-out to myself. He should be joining in right now. <laughs> I thought he'd be the, joining in with us. Those who that, can't like, compete. Pete, yeah, okay. If Chad's watching, I didn't see him join in there, but feel free to uh, jump in and we can uh, Make crack a cold days. one and uh, talk about how great we were back in the day. Oh, um, yeah. We were so amazing until you start watching the videos. <laughs> you start watching old back in the day videos. All right. So that's why I like the pictures. They're still, and it just reminds you of a great time. Like, you're like, hey, that's awesome. Great. <laughs> Look at this snapshot right before yeah. I told My car. is like, why do you take so many pictures? I haven't seen any videos. It's like, uh. uh. <laughs> hey, a picture is worth a thousand words. Right. Yeah. All right. So, so. basically, uh, Specty is responsible for ruining yet another life. Um, but, you know, it uh, brought Carrie in and she's, you know. <laughs> put up with us for as long as she could. And even she, yeah. even she needs a break from drifting this year. Yeah. Uh, can't, can't stand the tower, can't stand us anymore. Um, all right, so well, I mean, it didn't take much arm twisting to get you to judge. Uh, so what do you like about judging? What do you like about drifting? 
maybe give your 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 thoughts on uh, how you see the the drifting in Western Canada and the competition level. No, no like on, on a serious note, um, I really do miss competing, and it was just a big part of my life, and it was just so important to have something that I was that passionate about for that long. And then with our boy coming along, Lachlan, it was just generally at the same amount of time to dedicate towards it. And drifting is just a, or just judging. It's just a great way to like stay involved in the series. And I don't know, keep adding to it. Um, really is just, and with judging, you're able to dictate just like the flow of events and what drivers are supposed to be doing. Right. So if, I don't know, it's just, it's nice. It's nice to still have a, a say in it. It's still nice to be involved in it. And yeah, it's kind of nice to dictate where drivers are going in the future here. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of rambled on there. So, <laughs> all right. Well, how do you think the competition has grown since you've been judging? I mean, you've been judging now basically for three years. Well, you, um, you see a lot of guys like uh, um, uh, like Ryan Drutz and Chris Pollard. They're putting in like huge hours, changing setups, and they're like, they're always at the track, right? So, those guys are constantly getting better and better. And you have guys like Aaron Day that have always dominated in our series, having a hard time keeping up just because these guys, like, they're shredders, man. They, they, like, they throw down all the time. There's, like, smoke blaring. It's just, like, it's, like, could be, like, a Thursday night practice, and they're absolutely on the line. So I love watching that. And, you know, it's, it's fun, right? So it's, it's definitely progressing, right? It's like anything else. So I got a question for you, John, then. So – you know, you've had very, I mean, we're underselling it when they call you Mr. Excitement. I mean, you're one of my favorite drivers to ever compete. You just, you don't know what's going to happen. And it's usually awesome when it does. Yeah. <laughs> usually. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so, yeah, it's usually chaos. It's amazing. Uh, what I wanted to ask, though, is, you know, what impressed, like, how I want to ask it is, like, what impresses you these days in a judging position? Is it, like what impresses you the most what grabs your attention and then based upon that answer is that something that you yourself shot for while you're in the driver's seat yeah like i i really enjoy the aggressive driving the aggressive chases and the really aggressive entries and the transitions so i like the way i drove was drifting should be exciting it's like an entertainment sport it's there for the fans like it's not for just the real small technicalities. And I really watch drivers put it on the line and guys that are able to do it consistently time in and time out. Like it's just so impressive. Like there's so many guys in our series now that they throw down big lines and like people don't really realize how much is on the line and how much they're dedicated to that line. And if they make a mistake, like it's game over. Right. It's just impressive to see those guys do that consistently. Nice. I think, um, you know, if I had to review the three years of John Burnstead judging, I'd say definitely I think there's been, you know, a noticeable increase in the risks that people are taking and just like going for that impact versus, you know, taking that safe run. But I think, too, they kind of had to because there needs to be something that now steps around. I think the I think you'll agree with me, too, that the driving level has come up so much that it needs to be the difference of the X factor now that kind of makes those decisions. I mean, I don't know. I just listen to you guys complain a lot, but <laughs> you are, you do decide. So would you be able to speak any truth to that? Yeah. Like, yeah, just once again, yeah. Like everybody is so much better and so much faster and the cars are gripped up. Like all these guys are on two fifty fives. Like 
they're on making way more power than they have before and just the amount of seat time these guys are getting on like fast cars so they're able to do manipulate the cars and do crazy things with them and it's cool it's cool to see them i don't know just about write the cars off consistently but <laughs> they're so consistent that it's almost i don't know it's safe right like it's impressive watching these guys Right. So let's throw it in. What's been your favorite event since you've been judging? My favorite event? Probably uh, probably the first two times we were at Mission. I really enjoyed that. Like just it was just one of those things, just the right atmosphere. And I, there's just so, so many good things about it. Like the track is super intense. Guys putting it on the line. And it's just like a great atmosphere and everybody's having a good time. And just the staff is just, I don't know, it's like family, man. It's the best thing ever. And then you have a day after and everybody's just relaxing and shredding and there's, there's nothing better. Like I look forward to it every year. It's better than Christmas for me. It's the road trip is like, <laughs> it's, long, man. And amazing. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's euphoric. It's amazing. Okay. We have, we'll give a shout out to the road trip. I mean, uh, your <laughs> one was a great road trip. Can we talk about um, the road trips? We can talk about the road trips. Yeah, it was great. It was a great time. I mean, for it's a little bit inside baseball, we'll say that. But, you know, needless to say, we left John alone in a bathroom with, uh, I don't know, five so big dudes in a jerry can, an empty jerry can of gas. And we, uh, yeah, you me and... left me to die and to be like, I don't want to say it, but maybe uh, taken advantage of on the side of the road. I was, uh, All right. yeah. Well, here, I'll give my perspective here i think the last last year was the best um it was one of those moments where you just get lost in it yeah. um you know obviously we had chelsea out uh we had him out before back when uh we were running at rad torque and and just doing the road course there and, and it was the same thing everyone was uh, googly eyes for chelsea Denofa and, yeah. and fanboying out and we were a little bit like that until we were getting into the battles and judging and um that that was maybe the best time in the passionate thing because I don't think that maybe uh, he got told that he was wrong very much, but both you and I are sitting there arguing with probably one of the best drifters in the world that he has no idea what he's talking about and <laughs> is he even thinking straight? And that's yeah, it's, it's probably, surprising. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the level of driving in the series has definitely gone up a lot. Um, and the passion and commitment, there's just so many people that, uh, you know, right from the right from Friday when we're watching practice, it's really tough to, to say who's on top of it and who's who's going to podium because pretty much every single one of them has the track dialed and has it, you know, they're just inches away from the absolute perfect run. And I think that's something just a really good testament to the drivers, the passion and the talent that's here in Western Canada. Um, well, I know you're building a car. What's your plans to come back and compete with us? Uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Maybe it'll be casual at the beginning, and then once I know everything's good, and uh, yeah, maybe I'll step back into it. But for now, it's just to enjoy life and enjoy hanging out with my boy. And I don't know. We've had a lot of fun building the car, and uh, I don't know. It's crazy. I still had like a lot of good support from a lot of people, like mm -hmm. uh, Ryan at Vex Performance and Shocker Mechanical. It's it's nice to still see people supporting me and then I'd like to get back into it and compete full time. But for now, let's just join the family and not family life. Right. So. Excellent. You know, Lachlan's getting bigger. So pretty soon he can be uh, jumping in. Actually, 
I got a mini cup car that uh, has your name written all over it for your your proximity to Atasquin Raceway. I think it'd be a great fit for your family. Oh, we're building a sim, so maybe you can just drive that first. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Tony has these rapid fire questions. I think it'd be good be, to ask you. Okay. Um, and we'll throw in the weakest battle uh, as one of the uh, rapid. Okay. Inside because like lots of times the only thing you can compare is just like when somebody has something that's weak compared to someone else so maybe my notes aren't always the greatest to read off of <laughs> fair enough i've interviewed you live before i know your thoughts on the matter <laughs> <laughs> this was weak that was weak oh, that was <laughs> all right so, man, hate to do this to you right off the bat, but uh, most expensive part and most expensive part broken? Um, maybe a 13D engine or several in a season or uh, an FD shell. Maybe, like, towed it across, like, the continent, just to stuff it into the wall in practice. That was pretty... Is that, I don't know. Is that a maybe, or was that, like, uh, the, that, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm it's like a $40,000 road trip that ends rather abruptly. <laughs> Just to carry, yes, carry. It's, it's not too bad. Um, you well, know, things happen. You know, the, yeah, I will never financially recover. No, <laughs> no. You know what they say? It's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> All right, we're only a question one there. Let's yeah. get the rapid fire. Sure. That was question one. Yeah. Well, two part. But anyways, dream car, dream motor. Um, probably a dream car is probably uh, an FD and uh, probably a three rotor. Oh, nice! <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> uh, just just uh, so, so there, close. Just Sean, pause for a minute. I have the three rotor sitting at Conroy's, <laughs> and I got an FD ready for you. Too. Yeah, we can paint it yellow. Go. It'll be great. You'll love it. Put your stickers <laughs> all across the side, Sean. Don't worry. Nice. <laughs> um, Nothing bad will ever happen. Nothing. <laughs> Again, trust me. Dream <laughs> uh, battle. If you could battle anybody in the world, who would it be? You know what? This is going to sound really weird, but like when I see uh, like Ritz, uh, Rick Slinsky and like Cole O'Connell and like uh, Ryan and all those friends out there driving, like I get so jealous. I just wish like all my boys that helped me so much like in the pits, I wish I could like just drive with them. Like that would mean the world to me if I could just tread with my boys. So. One day, maybe. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, hero driver. <laughs> anybody? Anybody you look up to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hero driver. Favorite driver in the world. Uh favorite driver in the world. I don't know. Maybe Mad Mike. Just obviously the rotary. Level, really? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no. So. There's no connection there. I'm sure. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, like, he's driver. aggressive, right? He's I love his aggressive, aggressive style. He he's always doing something to innovate the sport. Like drift shifters, like if drifting could move in a direction like that, where you could kind of take the the judging element out a little bit more and place it a little bit more in tech, I think that'd be a good way to go. But that's not really a financially realistic thing to do. So he's just always constantly pushing the sport and uh, pushing the people around him. I think that's a that's a really interesting answer as a judge too. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's looking to make himself obsolete. It's all good. No, no, no. But if you look at F1 there and you look at the FIA, what they did on like last weekend there, did they make any mistakes there? Oh no, never. It seems like any time the FIA had a chance to, to make any call, they made a mistake. So Yeah, no, no. I'm sure everybody was satisfied with that result. Look no further than Marco. He told me personally that he was very happy with how the season was going. <laughs> um, local driver that inspires you. Someone that just locally want to shred with. I know you said your boys in the pits. That'd be a sick answer. Um, One guy that I kind of look up to is uh, Aaron Day. Like, he's always he's always on the top, and he's always the guy to beat. And he's been in it for so long, I'm not sure how he does it. And he always stays so motivated, and it's just one of those guys. And obviously, a shout-out to you and uh, Sean there and Conroy. You guys have been, I don't know, a big part, so. For a while. We just haven't figured out what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, on that note, Aaron Day, there's something I know we were talking about a few weeks back, too. I think it's something you guys both can probably speak to as judges, too, that, you know, it's one thing to win. It's one thing to win, like, a few times a year or something like that. To be that consistently that good for that long, I think that's what makes, like, the whole Aaron Day picture that much more impressive. Yeah. Because, like you said, he is – at the top and he has been at the top or near the top you know been bad all the way the last few years here but near the top for geez the last five maybe six years yeah so like to even watch these new guys come in and watch them push the limit and having him fight for every inch of it like it's so cool to watch now whereas before he would dominate now he's fighting to stay relevant like it's kind of cool and it's it's, it's awesome it's kind of like Fighting to stay relevant. Fighting to stay relevant, but he's 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 like being pushed the limit now. That was like terrible wording. Aaron's gonna come up to me later in the bit. He's like, "Fighting to stay relevant." Corey will come over and like drop kick me or something like that. <laughs> Doing that fitness now, man. You better watch out. He's gonna get up oh, there. Man. No, but. I mean, hey, let's circle. Let's circle around. We'll we'll pause the uh, rapid fire question yeah. and talk about you know, you, you got to look at that. And there's been a lot of conversations that I've had with uh, with Aaron with Triple uh, S, the team that kind of runs it. Because a lot of times, because he's always been the one to beat. Maybe people, uh, I think, sometimes they feel like they he isn't liked by the rest of the drivers. But there's not a driver that I talk to that doesn't have mad respect for him. And it's the pinnacle of where they want to be. Yeah. If they can beat Aaron Day, I mean, to have your name mentioned just about in every single one of our uh, little broadcasts here, as a guy that they want to beat, as the guy that inspires them in local drifting, that is a huge accomplishment. So I think we really got to give a, you know, it's a shout out to uh, Triple S. I look back, uh, I don't remember him ever getting knocked out for a mechanical failure no. on his car. It just seems to always be Marco. on point. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I think it's it's good to see the level has risen up to where he is, and it's actually allowing him to grow more in the sport as well. Because yeah. you can only drive as hard and as good as the people that are around you, right? So I think now the competition is probably actually even more fun for, for those guys. My thoughts. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right. I am so jealous. I wish I could just bang into Regan's door one more time. Well, I mean, I, I think that's that's the hard part. I mean, for for judging in the uh, in the tower, right? 
we do that uh, long 10 hour drive to mission there and back. And it's usually uh, you, me and Chad uh, and Jeremy just discussing, you know, how wicked it would be for us to get back in to go driving. And then we make some excuse as to why we're not there. Yeah. But the whole time we're in the tower and we are insanely jealous when those first two cars come flying into the corner, shredding tires and just drowning us in smoke. And we're like, this is awesome. This is terrible that we're not out there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I what do you do? Love drifting. Okay, back to the rapid fire. Enough with me. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, Tony, uh, who is the sexiest driver of Spec D 2022? 2022. So, last year, I mean, yeah. we had him last week. Probably have to give it up to Tristan. That stash, man, it still got me talking about it a week later. I mean, a year later, honestly, oh, okay. if you think about it. Yeah. Sean? <laughs> Sean? <laughs> 2021, I think we had uh, uh, Jesse Legault. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He was our vote on our road trip back. Yep. <laughs> we had a very interesting conversation. Who's the hottest guy in the uh, in the Specty paddock? And that's the conversation that's in the truck with three dudes in the middle of BC. What else? In the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running on like zero sleep. Been after like 30 some hours. Everything is safe. <laughs> All right. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I see. I see uh, Carlton uh, jump in there. Hey, I want to confirm. Are you coming to all three rounds, Carlton? I see you're in there. He's disputing the sexiest driver claim. Yeah, dispute the sexiest driver claim because I definitely see, you know, Carlton in there, and I haven't seen him register for round one yet. I'd like to see those guys jump in, come and take all the money from us poor Canadians. Hey, <laughs> a dollar 35 at close today so yeah you're 35 cents profits on every dollar or 35 cent discount depends how you look at it yeah actually we pay them in canadian pesos yeah. so it's probably not worth anything <laughs> yeah we have more monopoly money it'll be fine it's great. Yeah. yeah that's right all right all right we're, we're getting off the rails here this is what happens yeah. this is our road trip all over again okay go on tony i'm leaving it back up to you i won't say another oh. word Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah, just making my responsibility. I got you. Get us back on track. Yeah, go, <laughs> yeah right? Always. Um, I mean, these things like pale in comparison. The last two I got is uh, bucket list event and bucket list track you'd like to drive on. Probably Riga, Latvia. Yeah, Masters. Like, that track is absolutely on the line. Like, how fast those guys enter and the speed that that course carries. I, I just think I'll have a hard time talking Carrie into going on a road trip to uh, Latvia. <laughs> so, Carrie, we're going to go to Latvia for about two weeks. You watch some drifting. It might rain. <laughs> it might rain. <laughs> it will rain. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah black, lackluster ends the rapid fire questions. John was asking way more interesting ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I wanted to touch on, though, while we do have you here, is, you know, you've competed in, you know, different chassis, obviously FD Rotary Power, you have the LS14 for a while, Rested Soul. Um, what? What happened to that car? Things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to know. Uh, some that stuff car was as well. probably the greatest car ever to drive. What happened to it? It was so easy. It, um, it was parked at the uh, Rad Torque uh, Tower and uh, left there for okay. a while um yeah bad parking but what i wanted to ask is like you know you've mentioned kind of preluded to it there uh 
easier to compete in that LS power or easier to compete in the rotary? Um, it is easier to compete in the LS power. However, it is not nearly as exciting. In the rotary, you are, like, kicking it. You are doing everything you can do, like, moments hair. It's, like, the most fun you'll ever have, where it's just the rotary with the LS, just, like, bop, 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 bop. And with the, with the rotary, you are clutch kicking it. You are doing everything possible, and it is a blast. And the noises it makes. Fine. Second to none, man. We, and, uh... and, like, I do have a complaint about the LS. Like, it does fall kind of, like, a little on its face on the top end where you kind of want a little bit more power. So, other than that, it's all right. <laughs> yep. I like that. I mean, I mean, same mentality as you. You know, rev it out, make it loud, make it exciting. I think that makes for more exciting driving. You know, something that can just idle through uh, Tim Horton's drive through and then use as a race engine is the most exciting thing in the world. Um, but I'm, I'm really liking that we haven't had, like, you know, we've had two successive weeks now of different powertrains other than LS. I was getting really worried there for a while. Um, it was getting really dry. Uh, that's not to say I don't like the LS, but I don't. And, um, you know, I'm really looking excited to see them all at round one, June 10th, Stratotech race, with which now, final question, as a judge, we've had three years of Stratobash to absolutely go just crazy as we can in that place. What kind of advantage do you think that's going to give our drivers going into turn or turn one uh, round one? Sorry, and uh, what are you looking forward to seeing? Um, I'm looking forward to some consistent driving. Everybody's not spinning out. Now, honestly, I'm just looking forward to our guys are getting like a ton of seat time, just a shred, and push the limits. And I want to see like carnage. I want to see Regan going through the grass, Cecilia yeah. running over there to yell at him. It's going to be amazing. No, in, in all reality, like the way these guys are pushing it these days, it like it's it's very impressive. So, all right. I'm sorry, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm being too realistic. I'm just reading. I'm, I'm waiting. Comment for, like, the, of the day. The, the comment of the day has Sean's to go to Jesse when he is like, "What are these guys doing?" And I turn, I look at them, and I'm like, "This is amazing. This is great." <laughs> He's like wanting to cry. No, he's like, I'm gonna lose everything. <laughs> That's what I we've heard it before. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. This is really inside here, okay? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to share my emotional breakdown that I have usually when I'm watching practice. Yeah. When people and, go through uh, the grass for the tenth time in a row. Right. And, and and I have you know, you show up with nine clipping points. And you can only find five at the end of the weekend <laughs> uh, just because the rest are, I don't know, in the woods with the other homeless guys in, uh, in the mission swamp there. <laughs> um, all, right, all right. Hey, easiest battle that you've had. You were competing for a long time in the series. Let's give you the, who's the easiest battle? I don't know. I'm, I'm not very good. So uh, I've had no easy battles because like just trying to stay sideways sometimes is really hard. Um, I do really like Wataspin, so it's uh, nice and easy. There's only basically like three corners, so anything with Wataspin is kind of my favorite, so it's kind of my jam. Right. And you can, right. I love the wall in Wataspin, so you can ride the wall in Wataspin. You can use that to kind of keep the car at angle and push it off perfectly, and it's it's a lot of fun. I, I do miss competing there, so I wish I had like a bit of an infield so we could do something there, but oh well. All right. And who would you like to battle if you get a chance to, if we have a call out battle and you have your car out there, who would you like to uh, call out for a battle? Uh, what do you mean call out battle? 
Well, like where you just get to pick somebody that you want to battle, do it, uh, battle them again to see who's the best at it. Like for old times' sakes, like yeah. this is it. Like <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you lose, like I have bragging rights forever. I don't know. Maybe Chris Coots, maybe I don't know. <laughs> All right. No, no. Maybe, Not... maybe, maybe Norn Burnwash. He was probably like I could never beat him in the beginning, and then he kind of he lost the car there. Uh, what year was that where he lost his one chassis? Was that 2018? Uh, 19 at the Motor Show, which, funny enough, is actually the four years to the day. Oh, really? Yes. So, yeah, I got my memories from this weekend, yeah. <laughs> Showing up on my Facebook. Another <laughs> time when I was... His hair out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we have more of that. Uh, I'm going to lose everything. Yeah. So after, after he lost that car, I beat him twice in a row that season there. I would love to compete against him again in his old chassis, just to say I beat Norm in his first chassis there. Because, like, at, when he had that car, he was unbeatable. Like, he was the guy. Like, you'd look and see him on the grid, and he just had that swagger, and he, I don't know, it was just one of those guys. And even Chad's, Chad Swagger, <laughs> like, those guys. Like, I would love to beat Triple S, or not Triple S, but uh, Sherwood Nissan one more time. Yeah, like when those guys were in their heyday, I, I miss that. Like those guys were, they were the guys. Well, listen to John reminiscing about the old days, eh? Yeah, sorry, I'm rambling on. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, uh, last question. Somebody wrote in there, why did you lose the arm wrestle to Conroy for the FD license? <laughs> <laughs> well, he like to be honest, we're getting ready. We're like set in. And then he just, like, did that. I wasn't even thinking we were going yet. And he was just, he was, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. He's freakishly strong. Like, he nearly tore, like, my arm off. Like, it's terrifying. I'm so okay. <laughs> but then, like, then we he also seem like he's that strong. But it's terrifying, man. You did say <laughs> that he had done that. And then we restarted it. And you did a second arm wrestle for the <laughs> license again. <laughs> And then you lost again. Yeah, but Why if I don't that? ever bring that up, nobody remembers it. Okay, because it was the second time, too. <laughs> so just a little bit, uh, so people, uh, Conrad Ganson and John Bernstein were tied for points going into uh, the, the end of the season. So one FD license on the line for third place for them, and it ended up in an arm wrestle, and John basically lost out to that. And uh, enough said. Who that came was up it. to arm wrestle? What's that? Came up the arm wrestle. There was no other way to like split it. Well, it was either that or rock, paper, scissors, but the arm wrestle seemed to be, <laughs> you know, a little bit more degrading. And already, we had already been, the bar was already open at that time for our uh, year end uh, season closer. So that was a good time. I love um, anybody you want to give, uh, give shout outs to? I guess I'll kind of throw it in there that you can always tell the, the character of good people by the amount of people that come out and tirelessly support them. And you yeah. definitely had the most passionate crew of guys that would come out and help you every single event, every single practice. Um, anybody else that you want to give a huge shout out to for all their help for you? Uh, definitely my wife for letting me do this for so long. Like it was insane amount of time. And like most people don't realize the amount of hours these guys are pouring into these cars. Like you think, yeah, they're putting in a little money here and there. No, they're putting in every dime. Like these guys are spending like, ridiculous amounts of money to do this and like they're also putting in like we were putting in 30 to 50 hours a week working on this race car and it wasn't just me it was 
all the guys in my group there, like, and then my wife putting up with a house full of guys fixing the car and, I don't know, putting stuff around the table. Uh, Dustin and uh, Leo and Travis and Torden and Ryan and Lane and Dave. And there's so many guys, like, Conroy. Like, Conroy used to meet up with me before work at, like, 4.30 in the morning on Highway 2 to, like, <laughs> get parts. Like, it's insanity. Like, there's so many guys that, like, came out and helped like and they were just dedicated to it like it's so weird like for what reason they would dedicate that much time to me i don't know why but i don't know I'll always be grateful for it so well we definitely miss uh you driving you know it's a it's a great pleasure to have you and uh carrie helping out in the series behind the scenes and judging um but definitely miss your your passion and your excitement on the track it was always a good time. Definitely always had to repair grass. Uh, I enjoyed sweeping up after you were on track a lot. That was a good time there too. <laughs> but um, it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I had my fair share of mayhem. It was definitely exciting. <laughs> um, you know, that's the number one thing. Uh, I guess we'll throw you in there with the bring back uh, Norm Burwash, Chad Sager and John Bernstad into uh, drifting again. And hopefully you guys can get that sorted. We can do the big comeback tour of uh, 2016, 2017, 2018, I guess. Yeah, uh, one day, one day. <laughs> maybe on Forza. <laughs> yep. A set of Corsa, maybe. All right. Well, hey, I am going to be getting a set of Corsa this weekend. Uh, shout out to Dustin Electric Media for hooking me up and getting actually? me set on that. I am. I'll be finished my sim this weekend. We should well, this- crash into each other virtually. Well, I think it'll be way better. Can can I crash your RX-7 and maybe your S-14? Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> All right, John, you owe me two cars in the set of course of world. That would be amazing. Thank you. So we're square in the real world? Yeah, we're in the real world. Always. <laughs> Always. Um, okay. Yes, uh, thank you to, to Jesse Foote for the uh, road trips to Latvia and has a repeat of Atlanta. So... I mean, love, love it. Uh, yeah, we'll rent a car to go drive in Latvia, and we'll write that off and like go running from whoever owns it. Uh, Christoph Blue, she's probably going to be the guy that you rent it from, and then I don't know if you'll make it back out of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I won't make it past the border. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, John, thanks for jumping on. I uh, appreciate chatting with you. And again, thank you so much for uh, judging, for your passion, for uh, being Mr. Excitement on and off the track, and we will see you. I guess uh, I guess we're going to see you May 19th at round one for the grassroots. Yeah, see you then. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Excellent. Thanks for all the all time right. you put in for this. I appreciate it. Always. Love yeah. it. Oh. <laughs> so well, there, there you go. As, as always, it goes off the rails when uh, all of us guys that have known each other for a long time get together and start chatting about you know, the the good memories and the good drivers that we have in the Western Canadian series. I think that is just a real testament to them. Um, you know, big shout out to Norm Burwash, huge part in the sport for so many years until he decided to sell his chassis and sort of uh, take up hiking full time professionally, I guess. Um, but yeah, let's chat a little bit about we got FD coming up this weekend. So let's make some predictions. I'll write them down and then we can circle around to next week and uh, sort of see how we made out. Perfect. You picked uh, James Dean to, to podium to take it all the way this I weekend. Picked, 
I think it's going to be even better than that. I predict James Dean first place qualifier and winner of the event. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, cool. hey, if you're if you're watching this, uh, throw it in there. Throw it into the comments who you guys think is going to uh, take it. And uh, Osbo, of course. There's there's Cecilia in it. Um, let's say that. Uh, I almost think uh, I see Matt Field driving. I watched some of the uh, media day runs. That looks insane, but I got to think that this year it's got to be Chelsea jumping up and taking that top spot. I think they really got this new Mustang dialed. Uh, he had a huge part in it. Um, and I think, uh, hey, got to give a shout out to Ford. How crazy is it that they are actually putting in um, an electric drift brake into the new 2024 Ford Mustang? Uh, I guess it's it's pretty decent. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we got Denova. We got uh, Forrest Wang jumping in there. I don't know. James. Okay. Osbo. See, it's, it's a pretty good split. So yeah, we'll write some of these down and we'll see how we do. Uh, so you say Dean and I say uh, Chelsea's going to take it this weekend. And I guess we'll see. I think Cecilia has, uh, there. at least nobody's picking Christoph because he will not be there. So. Yeah. See, Cecilia's yelling <laughs> in the background. She obviously doesn't. She's not as a huge fan of FD as I am. Kristoff's <laughs> car is still in the Atlantic, floating somewhere between Latvia and the U.S., so he will not be there. Uh, so cool. Yeah, you got to keep yep. up on the on the uh, Instas there. Yep, definitely. I got one, you know what, breakout performance maybe, surprising performance. I think Dylan Hughes maybe P2, P3, or up there. I think so. Yeah. Possibly, possibly. I think that some of the new guys running the new tire. I mean, I'd love to say uh, Kyle Mohan, but I think he just sort of bit a, a bit of a disadvantage. I think he'll do been on a his best results this year. I, I hope he does. You know, I hope he does. He's holding it up for the Rotary guys, and and we love it. Uh, we think he's he's possibly got it. Matt Field, though, I think uh, I don't know. Watching him drive, I think it's either going to be uh, Matt Field is definitely on the podium with Chelsea. I think those are going to be your one and two. I like it. All right. So we'll see. Uh, P2, I'm going to say maybe Denofa. I'll, I'll say Dean one, Denofa two. All right. And who's going to be third place on the step? I hope Dylan Hughes. Really? That's I think Oswald cool. is going to take it. Give one, two, three. And yep. Gene, Dean will be there, I'm sure, somewhere in the top four, but maybe he just doesn't have that car yet. Um, who knows, though? He absolutely astonishing how these guys drive. But anyway, uh, another big announcement we got going on here, besides like the announcement of the four-door drift car, we have to give a shout out to Mahdi's Oil. Mahdi's Oil is out of Japan. Uh, look them up, big sponsors of Kangushi over in the US, and they are gonna be jumping in and supporting the Pro-Am series in association with FD. So they have come on board as the official oil for Spec D for the 2023 season. So that's some pretty good news. We'll have more on that, uh, where you can get uh, Mahdi's Oil locally, um, who has a hookup on it, and we'll get more of that information hopefully for next week. But that's big news for us. Uh, it was something we've been working on hard in the off season. Uh, big shout out to Ryan Sage for making it happen. He's been working with them very closely in Japan and trying to get something together for the, uh, for the Pro-Am series that feed the drivers into FD. So pretty exciting to have them on board. So great list of sponsors that are helping out this season. And I think it's uh, going to be just a great season. I can't wait for it to start. All right. Anything you want to close with there, Tony? 
Well, I mean, I think if uh, you thought uh, this week was off the rails, I think uh, we're going to double that next week as we have Jesse Foot on next time. Same bad channel, same bad time. Uh, I'm sure that will be fun, revealing, and interesting all at the same time. Um, and we keep the streak alive with another non-LS-powered guest, so, you know, we're here for it. Um, like that, uh, hopefully my Formula Drift predictions are correct, and you can congratulate me on a James Dean win next week. And uh, on top of that, uh, I think we we say seven weekends left, six yeah. now. We're getting really close to drift season, so it is almost there, my friends. And hey, you know what? While we're just before we go, very excited to see you online, and uh, you know, start uh, crashing to, into you online too. There, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. I think um, me and Dustin have been talking in the background too, but maybe you know, just getting like another Thursday drift meeting up online. Uh, so if we do make any progress on that, we'll uh, keep you guys updated, and hopefully we can have a Thursday night practice on the sim. I think that'll be kind of fun. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I'll be looking for any settings you guys got for the wheels for uh, settings, but I think Dustin's got me pretty much dialed on it. Um, he just basically knew that I was incapable of setting it up myself, so he got me locked in with a set of Corsa uh, wheel, uh, all the program, everything like that. So it's looking uh, wow. looking great. We'll have to drop the link for uh, Stratotech maybe on the like new website, something like that. Excellent. Be cool. No, that should be decent. All right, Tony, well, I'll let you sign off and then I'll close her out. Thanks a lot. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching and we'll see you guys next week. And hey, as always, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> Listen, you actually had to tell me that that was a John, Don Cherry reference there. So, hey, I didn't know, but now we do, I guess. Very Canadian of it. Keep your stick on the ice. Um, basically, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to this season. Uh, just huge support from companies uh, that ones that have been really going uh, going after for a long, long time. You know, we're really excited to have Yellow Speed Racing on board. They really fit the niche market of so many JDM cars that we have here. And basically every car that we have running in the field right now, they have coilovers for that. A bunch of unique products on there. Definitely Grip Royal coming out with our signature series wheel. We should have those next week in stock. Um, Element Fire Extinguishers, NRG. Of course, we got JB's Power Center, Pulse RB, Heartland Ford, always uh, there. If you're looking for anything, uh, looking for an RV, make sure you uh, hit up Cole at, uh, at Pulse RV. Also, they own Heartland Ford. So definitely, if you're in the need for a new vehicle, tow, truck, a tow vehicle for your trailer, anything like that, he's always looking after all of the uh, drivers that, that are with Spec D and really giving them good deals. So definitely one to hit up for that. Again, Zestino Tires, um, been a big supporter of the series. Uh, you know, it's coming on six years now as our main uh, tire support and just really hooking up the drivers with good deals on that. You know, we're, we're proud to say that tire prices really haven't gone up at all in the last uh, four years. And again, this year with huge inflation on everything else, tire prices are still the same. And uh, it's nice support to have, especially for all the drivers. So um, I think that's about it. And uh, as all, happy Easter to everybody. Enjoy uh, Formula Drift this weekend as they kick off their season in Long Beach. And we will see you all next week.